Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. To the sermon, Pastor Carl. To the sermon, Pastor Carl. So pray for us because there's some interesting things going on, but I know there's... Uh, I know God's got some really great stuff for us as a people, don't you? Amen. I'm real, real excited about the transition. It's kind of hard to know to have people in the house. You're supposed to look at the camera as well. Oh, you're looking around at people. Whatever. It's not a big deal. Look around at people. No, look around okay. at people. Because the people who aren't here, they should be here. You know? Yeah. It's good. Just kidding. All right, yeah, uncomplicated. No. All right, uncomplicated. So we're talking about relationships, and we want to make it uncomplicated. So we want to deal with the complexity of relationships and help people get straight. A couple really good weeks so far. If you missed it, you should get it. Yeah. It's real good stuff. But for beauty and clarity be, re be revealed, you need a context. And there's a context. You, When you've got something precious that you want to show off, you put it in its most wonderful light. I actually have a friend who he spent his whole life traveling all over the world. He was a lighting specialist, and he knew how to light up uh, uh jewelry stores and he had a specialty for making the jewelry just pop and he literally went all over the world i mean everywhere in the world where they had especially dubai and some of these places where they had beautiful gold and gemstones and they would bring him in just to design how to show off their jewelry and he knew how to make it pop you know and so it's when you got something beautiful you want to make it pop and god god's you want love to show it off. is incredible god wants to show off how wonderful his love is his goodness his grace god wants to reveal his glory he wants to demonstrate you know himself he just wants to and so what he did was he he made us in his image and he created us so that we could represent him we could manifest him we could show all of that and then his relationship the godhead's relationship with us is the context for god to really really show up yeah you know so that's really important so the family of god is the context so we're like his diamonds we are we are we're the the multifaceted wisdom of god is revealed in the church in the body so it's just, it says in ephesians in ephesians that's how god reveals all of the incredible all of differences the how vibrant how beautiful he is he does it in the context of family that's where jesus didn't say my father pray to my father and said he said our father, our father who is in heaven hallowed be your name ephesians 3 says it's the whole family he's the father of the whole family everyone it doesn't say all the saved people it says the whole earth the whole earth has got his name as the part of that wonderful family so you know i said at the start that many people think christianity is a belief system and there are beliefs there are there are things we believe there are truths and things and values that we say we, we believe to. this and we say that's true but it's really a belong system i and think about, about it like this you know um i have children they belong to my family so they belong to me before they believe way the way before they even knew who they were so the as, as our children yeah. before they knew who their We've grandpa and grandpa were to god yes it's there's, We've there's always been his always. family yeah yeah and in the belonging is the revelation and because we it, the scripture says it doesn't say i know what i believe it says i know, I know whom, whom i am I believed in, in. I know whom I believe. So the whole thing is knowing the one you believe is what unpacks the truth for you. Mm -hmm. And you really don't know what you believe until it's worked out. 
Like you don't, you don't know if you believe in forgiveness or not until you've been in a relationship with somebody who really True ticks that. you off. And I'll tell you how strong you are on forgiveness when you get in a relationship where you start getting annoyed. Yeah. You know, and you can tell me the, the value. You could tell me about, you know, how you feel about certain things or what you believe. You could tell me all about faith until you get stuck in a spot where I really got to believe now. True. So what you believe is never really manifest until it's put under pressure. Until it's, you know, now you got to manifest. Don't tell me how much you love people. If you're sitting on a post in the desert, you know, there's nobody there to love. So you can tell me all about your love, but there's no context. And belonging gives you the space and the environment to work out your to belief system, your to hear a belief yeah. system, to uh, regurgitate a belief system, to own it yourself, and to really put it into practice. You cannot put your belief system into practice outside of belonging, and that's all there is to it. That's the truth, honey. That's the truth. So, my people, my people, says, by this will all people know that you are my disciples because you have love for one another. So the love of God is expressed in relationship. It's expressed because they see us interacting with each other. I just John, can't believe how important that is to God. So like, important stink. to God. says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. How many know there was those tablets of stone, the old yep. covenant? How many, say old covenant. Old covenant. It was old. And, and you know, in the new covenant, those tablets of stone, you know what they are in the new covenant? They are the power of sin. Yeah. It says the law is the power of sin. And you know, when you continue to preach old covenant law, you are literally preaching the power of sin. Well, we want people to stop sinning. Well, quit slamming them with the power to sin. It's like charging your batteries for sin and then saying, now don't do it. <laughs> No, the law is the power to sin. Jesus gave new commandments. When One he said, go, he said, go and teach them, obey everything I have taught you. And see, in the new covenant, there's new commandments. In the new covenant, there's a new, and the command was to believe on the Lord God and to love one another as I have loved you. So this is my commandment that you love one another. And how should we love one another? As we have been loved. And so everything, all of the Old Testament stuff, everything that you think about relationship can all be summed up in the ability to love. Yeah. And my ability doesn't come from my trying. Look, my if I love you, I'm not going to kill you for not taking out the no, garbage. No, if I love you, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not you know, going to. If I love you, I'm not going to covet someone I'm not else's tear down what, your fence. husband. Yeah. I'm not going to steal your car. <laughs> yeah. If I love you, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, to you or it's true. Things, yeah, it's true because love is the the royal law. I mean, yeah. everything's summed up in love. And what the beautiful thing is, it's not my love. It's not me trying to love. It's God's love yeah. that's poured into me. Yeah. It's His love. The love so of God is shed I love you in your heart. because I'm loved. I'm not loving you to prove I love God. See, I got the love of God poured in my heart. And you're not, I mean, it's not my love. It's his love. It's his love exploding in me, manifesting So that means that kingdom. we have no excuses. No, we don't. You know, if Cheryl. the love of God has been shed abroad in my Boom. heart, that, that means that I, I have yeah, the ability, it, it capability me. to love. It compels me. We're talking over each Are other. Are we talking over yeah. each other? I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. You do that So I'm going to talk to you today about the story of uh, Hosea and Gomer. Hosea and Gomer. Crazy story. Why don't people call their daughters Gomer anymore? I mean... Such an awesome name. Amen. I wouldn't call a daughter Gomer. Okay, never mind. All right. So, but this today we're going to talk really quickly about it, the. Wasn't there uh, a Gomer Pyle? Yes. Yes. Gomer Pyle. What was that show? It was. Oh, was it Gomer Pyle show? Was it Gomer Pyle? Yeah. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate that. Sorry. You're a little younger than me, but you got that. So this is the story about a preacher and a prostitute. Hey, eh? this is the story about the preacher who married the prostitute. How many excited about that? That's crazy. Town. Got your attention right <laughs> there. Saying. Now, what I love about the name Hosea, his name means deliverer and savior. And Gomer's name is complete. So what I think is so cool about this is you have Hosea, who was just a really good kid. I mean, he grew up, just loved the Lord, you know, honored God all his life. And then the Lord says, all right, 
I've got a bride for you. I want you to go down the road, and I want you to pick out a prostitute. And I want you to marry her, and I want you to have children. Seth the Lord. Beautiful stuff. But you see, here's, here's God saying, I'm going to use you and your life. You're not just going to speak my word, but your life is going to illustrate manifest. my word. Yeah. Your whole life is going to manifest the loving kindness yeah. of God to his people. His and whole so, life was a metaphor. It was. And so here's a guy who, Gomer, you're complete. You are complete in God. God, God didn't create a mess. He didn't create something that, that's wrong and messed up. But a lot of stuff got broken and fell. Isn't it great that her name her means, name means that, but her life was not Her whole. life was a mess. So the deliverer and the Savior came to pull out of you your identity, your true identity, who you really are. Such a great story. And he came and he said, you go get that prostitute. And he got Gomer. And he says, Gomer, you are complete. You are complete. And he transformed her world and her life just by the unconditional love. So we're going to go through it real quick. Uh, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Go and marry a prostitute so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate. This will illustrate. So God wants to, I want to manifest. I want to teach a lesson through your life. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. Uh, then chapter 3, it says, go and love your wife again. Now he marries Gomer. He has children with Gomer. And then she takes off again. She goes back into prostitution. And it's so bad that she literally is enslaved by a group of people. She's like in a, in a prostitution slave trade. And like a sex trade. A sex trade. Yeah, she is taken in, and there's people who own her and use her to make money. And so she's completely trapped in this lifestyle. And he says, go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate again that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. And he went and he had to pay. He had to pay to get his wife back. He had to pay the right to bring her back. But when he brought her back and paid to own her, he said, now you're coming home with me, but I'm not your master. I'm your husband. I'm not your master. I'm your husband. It would have been so great. Like uh, It says that Amos and Hosea were the first of the writing prophets. They wrote down their speeches. It would have been great for our benefit if Hosea would have just shared a little bit of light about how he felt about things, his calling, and, and just his own personal life of what he was going through. He just must have been one of those who heard the word of the God and said, yes, Lord. Yeah, the word, that's crazy. The word of the God. The word, of the, God. the word of God and said, yes, Lord. So this is an awkward beginning to a love story. And here's the name of the three children. So they want you to name the first one, God scatters. I want you to name the next one, no mercy. And I want you to name the next one, not my people. So I'm going to come to Israel. I'm going to scatter them. I'm going to obliterate the whole situation. And I'm going to show no mercy. And I'm going to declare, you are not my people. So you start reading that chapter, chapter one, and you're like, wow, God is some upset with these yeah. guys. And you just continue to read. I remember one time I was Imagine reading Imagine your name it. being, you know, uh, not, not a people. people. No yeah. mercy. Yeah, no mercy. Hey, no mercy. Come for dinner. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's hey, not rough. my people. Come hey, for dinner. Hey, not my people. How's that for belonging? I know, but, and this is all illustrating, you know, God and his love and his heart. So uh, this is these three kids. And you read this, and you start going into chapter two, and it says, she still went after foreign gods. She still went after other lovers. And, and then it's just like, so I hedged her in. So I, I limited things. I even withdrew, you know, the blessing. I did all these things. You're going like, wow, God is really, really trying to get her attention, just hemming in on every side and just really trying to constrain and get the attention. Yeah. And then it goes, it goes, but then it says, I will win her back. And I was, my translation says, then I'm going to take her to the desert. And, you know, before reading on, I was kind of like, man, he's really, really trying to get her attention. I go, now he's going to take her to the desert and beat that crap out of her, you know? 
And so the whole book it just is, looked like it's getting ugly. The whole book you know? is like this judgment, this announcement of judgment and restoration, judgment and restoration. And I was thinking about that. Like, yeah. can you actually be mad at someone without loving them? Like, how can you be mad at someone if you don't love them? Well, true. I mean, it, the opposite of love is not hatred. It's indifference. Yeah. It's when I don't even care. I don't yeah. even give a rip. I was I, thinking about... I never, ever think about you. You are... I was thinking about, you know, uh, when your children are young and they do something really stupid, like try and run out into a busy road, and you're fuming, mad, you're boiling, oh my God, and it's all because you love them so desperately yeah. you don't want something to happen yeah. to him. So that was the picture I was thinking of when I was thinking about God in this kind of metaphor. He loves them madly. Yeah. He loves them madly. He's madly in love. Yeah, so... But he, I love the transition because I'm thinking, wow, he's, what's he going to do next? Because he's really, he's not getting through to this person. So I thought it's, it's going to get ugly. But I love what it says. It says, I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and I will speak tenderly to I her. I love this. And I love that because the, the word in the authorized version is I will allure sure. her. So, I mean, he's really trying to get attention, but now I'm really going to break through. Now I'm really going to push into your world. It says, I'm going to speak tender. I'm going to come with words of affection, words of life, and words of power, and I'm going to woo you. I'm going to Because isn't that what you. really wins people? When yeah. they're really crapped out in life? Yeah. Do they want to hear words of condemnation, or do they want to be lured by words of love and comfort yeah. and longing and, and desperation of, of embracing you back into their family? It's true. I was successfully in jail once. A couple times, but but I, I got out this one day. My brother was supposed to pick me up, and there was some confusion, and he'd left because they said I wasn't going to get out till later. It was just an overnight thing. It wasn't anything. It was. It's all good. Whatever. So, <laughs> but I say that Bad because boy. I I went home. I walked to my brother's house, and I saw both my brother's cars there, and I was like, oh no. And, you know, generally they'd be going, what are you doing with your life? You're such a loser. And they, they would do everything they could to try to figure out what is wrong with you. Don't you look, mom's blood pressure is going through the roof because she's so concerned about you. Don't you care? And I would usually get these lectures. And it might even get a bit physical. So I was like, I'm really tired. Let's just tangle for a bit and then I'll go to bed. But I walked in and expected, here we go. What do you want? And I thought, wow, okay, I'm ready. And they both walked over and they hugged me and started to cry. Mm -hmm. And I literally went, ouch. It's crazy. I was like, I would so rather disarming. be kicked in the gut, but it, it hit me so hard that I literally felt like something in me was disembodied and just went, and it's like it was across the room going, how'd that happen? I had the and same really thing happen when I was young. I, yeah. we, um, my father was an alcoholic, so my mother, you know, I tried to be a good girl because I didn't want to be another person in her world who was just like blowing up her world. So I remember coming home one time and all of my drug paraphernalia was sitting out on the table. You never did drugs, ever. <laughs> and so I walked in and looked at it and you know how like your everything's, I thought I swallowed my heart. And my mom just said, I'm just so sad this is happening. There was no yelling, which is, you know, the way my mom and I would usually interact with each other. There was just like brokenness. And that really broke me, you know? That was probably the biggest deliverance in my life was yeah. a hug. When, when my two brothers just wrapped me up and started to cry. I couldn't fight that. You know, you can't fight love. True, incredible, unconditional love. It just crushes everything. It covers a multitude of sins. Isn't that wonderful? It's amazing. So I will return her vineyards to her. I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there as she did long ago as she was young. And when I freed her from her captivity. You just can't resist Egypt. love. You can't resist yeah. love. It's irresistible love. So I will win her back is the New Living Translation and I will allure her is the New King James. And the word allure means I'm going to make room for myself. 
And there's times where it's like God got pushed out of your life. And he says, well, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm going to take you to the desert. And I'm going to make room for myself in you. And so thank God it's for It's like, that. you know, hey? going into, uh, what do you call that? Grounded with your kids. The what? It's like, you know, when your kids blow up or do something crazy, and you're, you're grounded. No phone, no this, no that. And then you go and hang out in the room with them, and we're going to work it out together. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Did we ever ground our kids? I can't remember. Uh, I think we said we ground them. I we don't tried. know. We tried. Hosea 2.16 says, When that day comes, that. says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. And I love that because it says, if, Timothy says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah. If you're faithless, he remains faithful. He will always he can't be deny faithful. himself. Yeah. Why can't he deny himself? Because we're in. Because he's in us. Yes, and he didn't make a deal with you. Yeah. He, he made, made a, a deal, deal with, with himself. himself. And so the covenant that he cut for you and on your behalf wasn't with you; it was with himself. God made a deal with God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. They made a deal, and it was cut in the Son of God. The Son of God was opened. And he bled for you. And you see, the deal that God made on your behalf to once and for all declare you free and declare you his own and declare you complete. To deliver in the Savior, to come to Gomer, you, just turn to your neighbor and say, Gomer. Gomer. You're complete. You are complete. And you see, everything has tried to shatter that revelation of who you are. But the deliver and the Savior, God cut a deal with God. God cut a covenant with God. God himself shed his own blood on your behalf so that once and for all, God has made you one with him. And you know what? You didn't make yourself one with him, and you can't take yourself out. You are one with God, and he did it. And that's why he says, even if you are not faithful, I will still be faithful because I can't deny myself. That. And that was the whole thing and why God did it. God said, never will you be taken from me again because I have legally purchased you for myself. I brought you to myself, and I am not your master. I am your husband. Amen. Settle down. That's good. Settle down. Settle down. All right. So we're going to go really fast. Can I say really fast? John 15. I love this one to two. It says about the vine and the father's a vine dresser. So if every branch in him that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear much more fruit. I hate that translation, don't you? And yet it's almost in it. every single Bible. He takes away. So, so if I'm not good enough, he's going to remove me. And that's not what it means. It's that such a crazy translation. I just remember years of reading it that way because yeah. that's how we were taught. And I felt like, oh my gosh, am so I, I going to ever live up? Oh, I better. You know, am I, I producing fruit? Hope, you know, yeah. I don't want to be one of those cut off branches and burn. I'm good enough. I'm hoping yeah. I'm doing enough. Poor translation equals poor living. And, and then sometimes preachers like me would preach, you know, you could do better. You yeah. should do better. You know, you need to be pleasing to God when here's the truth you're already pleasing Amen. to God. You've so, never lived an unpleasing moment. You've never lived an unloved moment. True. Jesus hadn't done a lick of ministry. I mean, he just showed up, got baptized. He lifted up his head. And the father said, you are my son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, he was a lamb slain before the foundation well, before of the, the world. So the God world. loved me from the beginning. Loved him right from the beginning. And he loves you right from the beginning. So here's what it really is. It's the word takes away. The same word that Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk. Pick it up. Arrow. Pick it up. So it says, pick up your mat and walk. So if you change that, you understand that it means to raise up, to elevate, to lift up, to raise from the ground, to take up, to rise upwards, to elevate, to take to oneself, to carry what has been raised up. So let me tell you what it really says. Every branch of me that doesn't bear fruit, I'm going to lift up out of the dirt. 
Every branch that fell into the dirt and it's in a bad position, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to realign you and I'm going to put you, I'm going to turn your face towards me and into the sun everything? so that you can be fruitful. Doesn't that change everything? Yeah. Like, you see, that's what Hosea did to Gomer. He went, found someone complete who wasn't manifesting completeness and said, I'm going to reposition you. Yeah. I'm going to reattach and establish you. And attach is bad because you were never detached. You were never taken away. You were still, if you go to a vineyard, you'll see a vine that might have fallen off. You know how they're tied up and lifted up. A vine might have fallen into the dirt. Well, the vineyard dresser, vine dresser, would go, oh, you rotten vine. Because if he chopped that, he would wreck the whole vine. He would wreck the, the whole thing. And so he picks it up. He lifts it up. Yeah. You know, it says later, those who are not attached, he will throw away. But those that are attached, are you attached? I'm attached. You are attached. Anyone who comes to me, I will not cast out. Did you come? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will never leave you or forsake you. Nothing can separate you from my love. If you fall in the dirt, I will never despise you. I will pick you up. I will reconnect you. I am committed to your fruitfulness. Amen. Says the Lord your God. That's good news. Yeah, it's good news. It's really good news. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says, love never fails. Love never fails. There's two ways to have a great marriage or a great relationship of any sort. You ready? There's two ways. There's only two. You ready? Number one, do everything right. I'm pretty awesome. I said to Cheryl, I I said to Cheryl, uh, you know, it's amazing. I I don't know that you married me for my uh, good looks and my my svelte physique and all that. So it must have been my winsome personality. And I said... And Cheryl said, winsome? What's winsome? I went... No, I said, no, it can't be it. I don't know what winsome is, but that's not it. (laughs) But you looked it up, and that's it. I did it. look it up. Come on, well, that's it. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Anyways. And I certainly didn't marry you because you know how to do things right. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a minute. I got a list. <laughs> but do everything right. I don't need right, to eh? write it down. It's a great... <laughs> there is a lot of stuff. I was thinking about this when I typed this this morning. I went, wow. I'm trying to think of a few things I do right. I don't know, but... But, but you know what we do? We do number oh, two. you love me, right? I do you love, love you. I do love you. Like, I'm, a, I'm an interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> number two, pursue the pathway of hope. Yeah. Pursue the pathway of hope. You know, you, you're going to have a great hope. relationship because you know what? In the valley of trouble, there's a pathway of hope. Amen. And no matter what comes against your relationship with God or your relationship with others or your relationship with a spouse, no matter what's there, I'm telling you that God is always providing you a way through. Amen. And you know what? There's as no long temptation as that is nah, taking you that nothing. is not common to man, but There's God nothing. will with the temptation make a way for you to escape. You know what? No matter what's fashioned. Somewhere in the to, Bible in Corinthians, I think. No matter what's fashioned to come against you or divide you. There's a door of hope in the middle of that, and he's going to break you through. Amen. So, I love uh, the scripture in Job. You love that one in Job? Yeah, because you know you can have times where you feel like it's just yeah. so crapped out. There's no recovering yeah. from it. Yeah, I love that. It says even if it's a stump and it decays, <laughs> I mean, its roots have grown old. It's rotten. It says even a tree has more hope. If you cut it down, it will sprout again and grow. We cut down a tree in our backyard this year. Uh, yeah, and we didn't we dig out the stump, to. and all of a sudden, yeah, I mean, it was popping up again. It yeah. was made. How resilient life is, right? How resilient but I love this. Even a stump. You might think that, yeah, you don't understand. No, we're too far gone. I mean, 
I got some relationships that are just, they're so messy. I mean, oh my goodness, you know. And, and, you know, even a stump, even something so broken down that it looks like it can't, you know, it's not going to do anything. Even a stump that's decaying and rotten at the scent of water. You know what the scent of water is? It's just that little breath of the Holy Ghost. It's not even the manifestation of water. It's just a little breath of the Holy Ghost. I tell you, you are created to respond to the Spirit of God breathing on your life. And Mm -hmm. I tell you, God is providing for you in whatever relationship or whatever's going on or whatever. And you know, relationships are a big, You can big, be in the stump deal. of a marriage. You could be. You say, my marriage is stump. I tell you, <laughs> breathe it in right now because there's a pathway of hope and there's a pathway of victory for you no yeah. matter what it is. Amen. And you know, Amen. when we were in ministry, early in ministry, I never really wanted to be a pastor's wife, wanted to be in ministry. And when we came here, you know, I think with every fiber of my being, I tried to communicate without saying it verbally. I hate you for doing this. You did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know how. Uh, it all, you know, must have been some scent of hope, some scent of water. We straight up, I was ready to leave ministry. It was a season yeah, where I, I thought was ready I, to can, leave him. I can actually move on. Maybe we'll re-enter it someday because uh, we're shot. Like, we're just shattered. And, and it was a transition. And uh, all of a sudden, boom, there was just such a, such a visitation. Yeah. Suddenly, the scent of water the just went boom. And, and God just invaded that whole situation. So and good. Like, he's like the bomb diggity, my best friend. I am so. Yeah. I am so. That's yeah. true. And it felt I, like a stump. But now <laughs> it it's did. like a flourishing and, and no, oak tree. And it wasn't. <laughs> providing shelter for all the birds and squirrels and animals. That's us. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it wasn't inner strife it was outward things yeah. that were affecting us and that's why but i said it, we got to get out of this inward problem it caused the outward conflict Mostly caused the inner strife and but it wasn't something that started with us they were outward influences that started to corrupt our marriage yeah and uh, but wow i tell but you even when you think it's over boom no matter what may have come against your relationship or your relationship with god there is a pathway of hope there Amen. is a scent of water listen to this i want to say this please your direction is more important than your location Amen. Your direction that's is good, way Pastor more important. Carl. That's good, Pastor Carl. That's why good I line. wanted to get there. Because you know, sometimes the whole thing's not changing and it's miserable. Where are you headed, though? Yeah, come on. And you know, there's a pathway of hope. I love it says pathway of hope. True. It's something you got to get on. Get on it now. And journey together. And, and just trust. You know, there's nothing that God can't help you through no matter Amen. what situation. He can take those complicated relationships and he can remove the complexity and he can make it uncomplicated. Uncomplicated. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uncomplicated is love. So quickly though, because we got to wrap it up. So don't change and I'll love you, but let love alone be the cause of your transformation. It says, above all things, have fervent love for one another because love will cover a multitude of sins. So, uh, I mean, I've failed over and over again. And if you haven't, you think the sermon isn't for you. You got issues. (laughs) You're living uh, in delusion. You are in a full on delusion. I'm a really good person. God didn't have to dig too deep for me. I'm a pretty good person, you know. Praise Jesus. Uh, that's nice. Your, uh, you know, self-righteousness is fun. So, but God, he, he keeps picking us up. He keeps Amen. picking. I mean, I failed, Cheryl. I failed a lot of things, but I, I thank God that, you know, I'm looking for the pathway of hope. Do you think, oh man, that you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the richness of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance? Isn't that great? It is. That means that our message to people should be God is good and loves you. It should be our own message. Beating them down with condemnation and rule giving and everything doesn't lead people to the goodness of God. Let me heap on you some power to sin. Yeah, terrible. 
Not that we love God, but he loved us. Amen. You see, the old covenant was you got to love God with everything in you and keep on trying and do it with everything in you. But the new covenant was not that we love God, but, but that, that he, he loved, loved us. us. He How sent his son, his, who was the mercy seat, the propitiation for sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And that if is not conditional it's since God loved us, right? So we love each other because he loved us first. Amen. That's the ticket, honey. That is the ticket, honey. If we feel like we have to earn forgiveness from God, then you will expect others to earn forgiveness from you. And uh, that's what happens if you misunderstand sure. that you are forgiven. And forgiven isn't something God doles out because you achieve a certain thing. God is forgiving. It's the, it says, the Bible says, the gift of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Unconditional So the good love. news to the world is you're forgiven, you're healed, and you're free. Gomer, you're complete. You're complete. Amen. First John 2, 1 to 2, I write this, dear children, to guide you out of sin. But if anyone does sin, I got a priest friend in the presence of the Father. His name's Jesus Christ, the righteous Jesus. When he served as a sacrifice for our sins, he solved the sin problem for good. Amen. He solved the sin problem for good, not so only So I don't ours. have a sin relationship with God I don't, anymore. God, God was never upset about our sin. He was never upset about the sin of Adam and Eve. Sin doesn't affect God. It affects you. Yeah. And it affects so damages you. That's why he's not broken about what you did wrong. He's broken that you're letting what's wrong affect you. Yeah, and our relationship. And that you're trying to cover it, that you're trying to deal with Run it yourself instead of saying, did you see that? I yeah. did. Come here. Let me that. That is that so much you. easier to live like that. Oh my gosh. Did you see that? That was ugly. As David said, when I covered my sin, my bones it, rotted. My, yeah. But when I opened up, when I opened everything up, when I said, did you see that? He says, I did. You want to stay there? I don't think so. It's and so gives liberating you a big sloppy, to live like kiss. that. Come on. He's good. Isn't he good? Amen. He's good. John 15, 13, there's no greater love than you lay down your life for one's friend. And John 19, when Jesus said it is finished, it's also the Aramaic word kala is what he said. And that's probably exactly what he said, which can mean finished, but it can also mean this, come, come forth, forth my bride. bride. And see what Hosea did for Gomer was come, come forth, forth my, my bride. bride. He went into the mess. He went into the brokenness. He went into her unfaithfulness and the hurt and the betrayal. And he went into that mess and he said, that's not you. You're complete. Which means You're that complete. Hosea really had to have a great understanding of oh the my unconditional goodness. love of he God had as well. To. to allow his life to be a metaphor. That I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Because God loves me. He totally he loves got his it. people. Hosea 14, 4, he said, thus says the Lord, then I will heal you of your unfaithfulness. My love will, my love will know no bounds. Isn't that great? In Ephesians, it says, there's no limit to my love. There's no height to it, width to it. You, you can't measure it. There's no limitations. There are no boundaries on my love for and so you. We, the, there, so we shouldn't have limitations of our love for people. No. And the people we're in relationship, there should be no boundaries. There should but be it's the love of love. God that baptizes us, and it's with the love of God we love others. Yeah. If you don't have a full revelation of how much you're loved, that will limit your ability and your capacity sure. to love others. Mm -hmm. So it's so important. And that's where these stories are all through the Bible, expressing to us and trying to illustrate to us how much God loves you and his faithfulness to you. Even when you're unfaithful, he's still the faithful. The whole Bible is a book. It's a love story. It is a love From story. From beginning to end. Hosea 3.5 says, In the last days, yea, my people, in the last days, in the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. I love that statement. That's his so goodness. great. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Daryl. Amen. What is, what's going to happen in the last days, Daryl? They're going to tremble at the goodness of God. There's going to be an incredible revelation of his love. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a massive harvest, and we're stepping into it right now. Mm -hmm. We're stepping into an incredible day of harvest, of breakthrough. I tell you, this, this, uh, after this, because there is an after this, and it's coming quicker. 
I'm praying harder. I'm praying for violent winds to just blow this nonsense out. There's a whole big group of people that are desperate to connect. Yeah. They're desperate for reality. There's even people that are traumatized about their faith. They're traumatized about what they've believed in. And there's people who want to come to an authentic revelation of the goodness of God. And it's so important that we be that. It's so important that we represent the Father in a beautiful way. Yeah. And that the beauty of God in the context of impact in our community, we need to reveal who he really is in a big way because there's people that are desperate to connect with God, really connect with God. He's gracious have, and compassionate. To have the shame blown away, to have the disappointment blown away, to have the hurt and the pain rolled away and to meet God in his love in a big way. Hey, can you bow your heads? We're going to pray. Yes. Just pray with me, all right? Just pray where you are. I don't know, know everybody here today. I can't see everybody here today, but... Uh, if you're here today and you know you're complete, but you don't know you're complete, you don't know, like, you're Gomer, you're, you're complete. You are, you are God's cherished, God's loved, you're his delight, creating his image. He's got incredible, lovely, wonderful purposes for you. You are forgiven, you are healed, and you are free. But you don't know that. It's, it says people, it, right in Hosea says people perish for lack of knowledge. It's because they don't know how incredible their Savior is. But thank God that Hosea sought her out. And your Savior, your Deliverer, He sought you out. You're here today, and you're complete. And I want you to accept that. I want you to receive Him. He's not your master. He's your lover. He's your husband. He's the one who cares for you. And what you have to say is, you know what, Pastor? I accept that. I accept that I am complete. I accept the Word of God over my life. I accept that He's restored me to my place in my heavenly father. And if you need to do that today, I'm going to ask you to do that. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to go one, two, three. And at three, if you know that's you and you can feel the spirit saying, come on, come on home. You know that's you. When I say three, would you put your hand up? Are you ready? If you're doing online too, if you're watching online, you just stumbled across us on Facebook or YouTube and you're watching, you know, put your hand up. You ready? One, two, three. Just put your hand up anywhere across the room, anywhere. All right. Well, Father, we bless you. We thank you. I pray, Father, for anyone who's online or anyone watching, Lord, who who's just wants to receive that message of being brought into union with their Savior. I pray for that revelation. I pray they would accept that. Just say, I accept that I am a child of God. Receive you as my Lord. Receive you as my Savior. Thank you for bringing me into the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So don't forget to come on Wednesday nights. It's a blast. Or join in because we're going to do some stuff and we do the stuff. And I don't know what's going to happen, but a lot of really, really good stuff happens every week, doesn't it? So join with us. We've also got small groups and other ways to connect. And don't forget to pray for us where we're headed as a community and where the Lord's going to lead us and guide us. A lot of different opportunities in front of us. So just pray that the Bless Lord... Bless you guys. It's so great to see everybody today. It is good to see everybody. Just the Lord make his face to shine upon you in Jesus' name. Stuff. God bless. So take so your time sure going out. Exit Give out people that space. Way. Go out that way. And uh, don't forget, we love you. We love do have you, prayer up front. We've got a couple if you spaces need prayer, marked. Yeah. You can put your feet on the yellow line here if you need prayer. There's people ready to pray for you, okay? Bless you. Have an awesome day.